Hello, this is Jane Stavum, Superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, and this is our podcast. Join us for an audible look inside the Sioux Falls School District, where we'll put a spotlight on the people, places, and practices of our district. Well, hello, I'm Jane Stavum, Superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, and today I will be interviewing my boss, President of the School Board, Cynthia Mickelson. And I would like to welcome you to our first official podcast conversation together. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Me too. Hopefully I won't screw it up because it's never nice to do that when your boss is in the room. Cynthia, how many years have you been on the board in the Sioux Falls District? You bet. I'm in my fourth year. Um, I had one term of three years and I'm in my fourth year, my first year of my second term, which is my fourth year. Okay, so So you'll have a total of about seven years on the board when you're done? Uh, Did I do that wrong? Six years. Six years on the board. Yeah, so terms of three years. That's right, and that's a little different than um, some of my past districts, which were one was two years, one was four years, so every state is a little bit different in how school boards run. Um, There's also a difference in the number, and sometimes that's dictated by the state, and in our state of South Dakota, we have five board members. Yes, and actually that's not by state. That's by our district policy, Mm -hmm. because I think like even Rapid City, for example, has seven, so it's really set at the local. That number is set at local, but the term is a state law, the three years. Well, in my past state, it was a state law that there were five, and then when I was first a superintendent, I had nine board members, Mm -hmm. and then in another district, I had seven. Some have even upwards of 11 or 12, so every state and district are a little bit different, but ultimately, a school board position is about public service. So what was it that made you consider public service? Because that's not for the faint of heart these days. <laughs> not especially most recently, but um, <laughs> I had been serving in public service roles in some private foundations most recently before mm-hmm. my school board was a Children's Home Society. Mm-hmm. So children were a huge passion of mine. At the time I had three sons in the Sioux Falls School District Mm -hmm. and I found out that the seat was going to be open. Someone was not running for re-election and I wouldn't have run against him because I thought he was doing a great job but Mm -hmm. once I knew that was open from convincing some other people they said you should do this so I thought why not Mm -hmm. so I ran for the school board but I don't do anything half-heartedly which I think you've (laughs) known so I did a lot of interviewing before I said for sure I was going to do this Mm -hmm. and the election so I met with um, past board members, current board members, um, administration within district, several building principals, um, especially in ones I had not had sons in, so that I could mm-hmm. get to know those buildings better, especially some of our title schools, mm-hmm. so that if I was elected, I could hit the ground running because the breadth of information that you have to have to be a successful board member is mm-hmm. big. And that is why it is great to have some people who have some of that institutional knowledge Mm -hmm. because you're not trying to train them up on some things before they have to have a vote. They're ready to make that vote because of their past knowledge. Yeah. So let's dig into quite a few pieces in that. Um, I think the first and most important reason why somebody gets on the board is exactly what you said for the very first thing is you care a lot about kids. And I will say I've been so pleased as I've worked with our board that that is truly at the heart of everyone's service. And that's why our board works well together. It doesn't mean everybody agrees on everything, but when you share that common foundation and you're not looking at this role as a way to do something else, that's when it's really most beneficial for a school district. 
Um, sometimes I think people are um, not sure what a board member does. Mm -hmm. So let's start there with really the essence of board work. Mm -hmm. And it, really it's kind of the essence of what a board service means even in the corporate or business world which is governance. So talk about the board's role with governance in a school district. You bet. Some people don't even know what the board is in charge mm -hmm. of. So like you said, you said I'm your boss. I don't ever feel like I'm your boss <laughs> per se, but we do hire and fire the superintendent. That's the one employee we mm -hmm. do have control over within the district. The other items we do are calendars, boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, some of the things we've taken up most recently, um, contracts, large contracts that we deal with. Um, setting policy, another big one. So those are the main. That's the main frame of what we oversee, and that policy directs a lot what this school district does. Right now, we're also updating our strategic plan. That's another thing we work with the administrative to do, with a lot of community and staff input to make sure we are sailing on the course that we all have team members going on. I think the success of the school district in the last few years has been really the ability to listen and then draft what we're going to do and fine tune it to make sure not only this is what we think is the right thing, but what our community as a whole mm -hmm. is the right thing. Um, since we are elected, we also need to be responsible to the taxpayers of our um, mm -hmm. community to make sure what we're doing is with integrity and is you know using their dollars for the right things. And my husband always reminds me, it's other people's money. It's, mm -hmm. it's not our money. It is held by the district at the time when it comes to us, but the money that comes to us is from other people. And we have to make sure we're doing that with a sound policy. Yeah, that's a tall order, um, especially as the district gets larger and larger, the scope of the work, of course, gets larger. I think many people underestimate the time that goes into being a board member. You talked about policy work. We review policies regularly, but there are a lot of decisions that require lead-up knowledge, mm -hmm. and you talked about how you interview people and just making the decision, but that's part of my job and the people that I work with is providing that information to the board so that you can make those decisions. If you were to say how much time you spend on just an average week, which they're all different, how many hours would you say that you spend on board work? Well, I'll preface it with it. Since I'm president, it's probably more than the average mm -hmm. board member currently, but I would say 20 to 30 hours and and that's not all in meetings that's just reading things I like to educate myself as well as what's going on in the nation because mm -hmm. we see that in some of the policies that are or the legislation I should say that's being affected in peer mm -hmm. um, they get a lot of those ideas from national organizations so I want to be ahead of the curve and kind of know what's going on so that I can respond in, in appropriate fashion also I like to just be up to date on everything and kind of keep a finger on the pulse because we are the way parents and other community members can reach out to the district if maybe they're not so happy with something that's going mm -hmm. on. We always try to direct them back to the building, you know, the I call it kind of like the military chain of command to make sure let's let the building or the principal or the teacher, depending on the situation, maybe make amends or if it needs to be, or maybe, you know, have mm -hmm. a further, con sometimes it's just a lack of communication, to yeah. be honest. So to have that communication with that person first to make sure that's taken care of, because like I say, it'd be like the Supreme Court jumping in right, right. at the first thing. That's not how it happens. Right. It has Solving it, the problem at the lowest level and the, the 
closest to the problem. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so that's that's how we do it. So that I know that I'm there and accessible to them, but a lot of my time is spent just directing them to the right, not solving their problem for mm-hmm. them, but directing them to the right avenue to get to that. I think one of the most difficult things for public servants, I mean, I think about this while the legislature is in session or when I'm watching the mayor in a city council meeting or the council members is you're charged with taking into account the will of the people yet the people are often not in agreement Mm -hmm. and um, there are really good ways for them to make their wishes known for them to express concern complaints compliments Um, and there are some effective ways of doing that talk about some of the most effective ways people have made their needs known to you as a school board yes so i would say the best way is If you come to me with a problem, maybe also have some solutions. I'm one person, and as many resources I have, I don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. So if you have some solutions when you come to me with your problem, that helps a lot. Because we can maybe come up with some plans, and you know, it might not be 100% of the solution they wanted, but we can come to an agreement, especially if I know where they're coming from. The hardest thing is explaining to them they are one individual of... 24,000 plus uh, students in our district. So maybe the best interests of them might not be what we view as the majority or what needs to be done for the Mm -hmm. district. A good analogy is you're one tree in my forest. I have to look at the whole forest. And and so that becomes difficult because I know my most important resource is my child. So I never am upset when somebody's advocating for their child because I get it, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's why we're here to listen. I just hope we can have a productive conversation and come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. Maybe not agreement, but an mm-hmm. understanding. So. Yeah, if you think about just the math of that, we have about 24,000 students, and if we say a parent or two for every student, we're talking about you know nearly 40,000 people, mm-hmm. and then other people who care about our district, even if they're not patrons, and that's our city. Mm-hmm. And so it's not easy to always feel like you've met every last opinion, demand, or um, viewpoint that might have been expressed about something. So you're right, it's one of those unique things where we often say, well, you you know, you can't miss the forest for the trees, but we have to pay attention to both the forest and the trees. That's exactly right. And so. There are also um, some ineffective ways of making your needs known. And you know, you said you don't get upset when people share their opinions with you. I will tell you, I get upset when people are abusive or highly disrespectful or when they assume um, that something is a certain way before we've even used a process to listen to everybody who has a concern and we have time. Mm-hmm. And I think anymore in our society, people want instant decisions and that's not how it works when you are accounting for public opinion, when you're trying to hear from all different sides of something, you have to do that well and that takes time to do that. So one of the things that I think um, is fun about being a school board member is you get to um, leave a fingerprint and a footprint when you leave with the things that you do. What are a couple of the things that you are most proud of that have happened during your time on the board? Passing the bond Mm -hmm. has to be right up there to pass at that success rate for that amount of money 
in a state that doesn't like taxes, but shows our community support of public education. Mm-hmm. And, and that they believe in what we're doing, they believe in the product we're providing, and they, they got behind us. And that went back to, once again, communicating, taking it in that information. The boundaries. As difficult as that was, and as hard a conversation, I had to sit across from tables and telling families, I know, I'm sorry that I've known a lot of many years, I know this is going to be a change and this isn't what you wanted, mm-hmm. but still voted, which I, I thought was the right way to vote. It was hard, but I was very proud of the amount of public input we took. We took every option that people gave to us in some type of format to task and, you know, delve into it and obviously didn't accept all of them. Um, but we at least did it in a public forum so people could see we were taking it seriously and doing that and added additional meetings so we could, you know, do that as well. So those are two things that were um hard things but um were great things for our district Mm -hmm. because it shows the growth and so forth you know some really fun when i get to do anything in the classroom or see the children that makes my day especially since march 13th of last Mm -hmm. year because i haven't really been able to go in very often because of covid i wish i could do that more because every time i get to do that Mm It re-energizes yeah, me. It feeds your soul it, when you get to be in class. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm doing this. Keep the naysayers out of my head. <laughs> Focus on what's in front of me. So yeah. that's the best part. Yeah. So. It's rewarding work, but it is um, hard work over time. I think one of the misnomers out there is, well, you know, we can send this, but they're not going to do anything anyway. And I can assure people that there are lengthy and deep discussions and that people read emails, people listen to voicemails and phone calls, Mm -hmm. and all of those um, pieces of feedback are very well attended to. Um, I can say that about here too. You don't always see that reflected in, you know, the exact thing maybe somebody wanted, but all of those processes that you talked about were really honoring to the school district because it was done in a way that tried to account for as much of that as possible. That's time-consuming work. Mm -hmm. Your boundary meetings, I I watched many of them. They were hours and hours and hours (laughs) worth of time that people gave. And um, I think one of the other legends out there is that you get paid a lot (laughs) of money to be a school board member. Can you talk about how that structure works in South Dakota? Sure, so we, um, as a district, we pay our board members $75 if they have a meeting, but that's for the entire day. So if I have five meetings for five hours, mm-hmm. I get $75. If, if I have an hour meeting, I get $75. And that's not every day, that's for if we have actual meetings. All of us have several meetings we don't bill for. If we're just doing some background work, these are like school board meetings or any mm-hmm. of the committees. Mm-hmm. Yep, or any of the committee meetings we're assigned to as our board mm-hmm. president. And then obviously as president, I have some additional duties that that, but you're not raking in the dough, but none of us are in that for that. And um, the other thing I had because of, I think my family and husband's lineage was, or oh, are you doing this as a springboard for other political ambitions? And I'm like, uh, no, because you upset more people ever in school board, and you have the most direct communication with them. So I don't mm-hmm. think if I wanted to keep my record clean, I'd be in the school board business. <laughs> you know, but that's a good point, because yeah. in many places, the school board position 
is a very short step into the next thing, which mm -hmm. creates a lot of transiency and turnover mm -hmm. in school boards, which is harmful. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm glad that that's not really the culture here in at least Sioux Falls, and I don't believe in the rest of the state either. So interesting how politically school boards are viewed in um, other states and other places. So one last thing that I wanted to have you talk about with the school board is just how do you prepare? If somebody's going to run for the board, if somebody's mm -hmm. thinking about public service, what are things they really need to know and think about before they dive in? I would first go to our district website, and the school um, board has a page on there, mm -hmm. and they have like the agenda, the minutes, the meetings, our board policy, and you can read through those. I'd attend a meeting or watch um, our YouTube channel. We have those all live streamed, both mm -hmm. our work sessions as well as our school board uh, meetings, as well as not everybody's aware, we also oversee Southeast Tech College, and that mm -hmm. is um, part of our organization, and that's another commitment that we um, also do once a month for their board meetings. So that way you can mm -hmm. kind of see how those meetings are operated. On our website, we have the agenda as well as any supporting documents, and we also have historical documents on there as well that you can read through. So if you have a special interest in certain areas, you can see how that worked. Mm -hmm. Like our boundaries, we have all the history on that. We have certain reports we do every year, so you can kind of see on a historical context how, you know, like curriculum, other things like that. You can mm -hmm. go back and look at those to educate yourself. Budget, that's the, the elephant in the room. That is probably education budget. My husband is a CPA and, a, and an attorney, when he, and he'd been in the legislature, and he said, that's what you first need to learn. So I sat down with him. I sat down with Todd Veek and... To, just to learn how the budget operates and how we fund certain items because that's a big, mm -hmm. big um, education it's not step. Not a simple checkbook. It isn't. It isn't. So that that's huge. And I think once you get that down, the other things will seem simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a big learning curve. Um, all of it's really a big learning curve. And some of it you can kind of learn ahead of time. Um, some of it you can't. What do you think people need to think about in terms of their own personal time commitment and their ability to handle criticism? Um, the thing for me was I knew I have flexibility because my job, I'm my own boss, so I can kind mm -hmm. of work those things around. And um, because some of the meetings are during the day, um, the board meetings are at night, so you, you need to know that you're going to miss a lot of kids' activities or if you have a child still mm -hmm. in school. That's just the nature of it because... When you make a board commitment, you're expected to show up, you're expected to be prepared because we want to move on these issues mm -hmm. and our community wants us to move on these issues. So that that's hard. And um, But if, if you go into it and you prepare and you schedule yourself accordingly, you should be able to work. If, if your employer is not yourself, I would just have that conversation ahead of mm -hmm. time. That's a great point. To say, I'm interested in running. This is, um, I've talked to some other board members and I'm thinking of like, especially like Kate Parker and Carly Ryder currently mm -hmm. are board members that have third party employers. You can maybe have a conversation with them how that all went with their organizations when they mm -hmm. told them that they were going to rent. The great thing about Sioux Falls, most organizations are very public service oriented, so they'd mm -hmm. love to have an employee serving in that capacity. So they should be open and willing to do that. The comments, that's hard. I take things pretty personally because I'm a people pleaser, and I want everybody to be happy, and you have to learn you're not going to make everyone happy at Easier all times. Easier said than done, though, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I, mean, I think that's true for all of us. Yeah, yeah. and I think some, a very wise person once told me that, remember, this is just information. 
Yeah. And, and so sometimes I just have to process that and take it in and maybe not even react at the time that it's just information and read through it and maybe wait 24 hours mm -hmm. before I respond. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a really important factor because with the advent of social media, with um, some of the um, current methods of making your wishes known, um, if people aren't used to that and aren't used to being publicly um, commented about or um, posted about, then that's something to really seriously consider because mm -hmm. that is a very unfortunate but real part of the work. My fear for the future, whether it's school board members, legislators, city council members, is that we are um, intentionally or unintentionally beginning to discourage good people mm -hmm. from wanting to step up to take those roles because um, there is just a lot of ugliness that happens on social media. And I, I think um, we have to guard against that and we want to do everything we can to still encourage people to do this work for exactly what you said at the beginning of this chat, which is kids need good people who care about them and who are able to make good decisions as part of a collective body. No one board member makes the decisions. It is a body of five that do their very best to um, work together, work with me, work with our entire organization to provide a great day for kids when they come through our, our doors in the morning. I appreciate you from the moment I met you. Um, I was excited to work with you, and uh, we've been through some interesting times with COVID, mm -hmm. and we will have probably more things ahead, but we have some really exciting times coming up as we reshape the direction of our district now moving forward with some new goals, and I think we have great things ahead. So I'm glad you're here. Thanks for serving, and thanks for sharing a little bit with our listeners. Thank you for having me.